Hello, Mama. Oh, I love that name. <laughs> I feel like a little little um, country child every time I'm in the house. And I'm like, Mama. But that sounds more like a, English a country very child? wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, wealthy children can be in the country. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean country southern. I mean countryside where there's yeah. hills and, Mama. and butlers. <laughs> the kind of country I would like to live in. <laughs> I like it. No, every time you say it to me at the house, I die laughing. Like, I'll be like, morning, honey. And you're like, Hello, Mama. <laughs> mama. Let me ask my Mama. Let me ask my Mama. There you go. I have to make sure I get the inflection correct. See, I can't do it. That's so cute. I'm very cute. Thank you. Um, <laughs> how are you? What's new with you? What's new with me? Um, I hate when people ask me that, but I ask people that all the time. Yeah. I, 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 it's hard to quantify it's so much. <laughs> 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 I'm an interdimensional being. I live on a swamp yacht. <laughs> I live. That's what. Also, by the way, if you look at my mom right now, oh can yeah, you go to her. Go to me. Um, do you see how ethereal I am? Yeah, because she wore. She I broke. broke <laughs> I broke the cardinal rule, and I wore green. And the green screen's behind me. But I like it. I like me with, with. What do you call that? See through. But yeah, <laughs> I said that. We're just the having, ethereal me. You're just what did an you entity. Call it? Yeah, an entity. I'm having an entity on the show. I would love that. Who's yeah. your guest? Can I be an the entity? entity? Can you see them? Yeah, I can talk to them. She'll That's fade, what Ouija board's she'll for. Fade periodically into the background. I never checked out that Ouija app. Oh, I did. You did, <laughs> but but I didn't want to download it to find out. So I I couldn't. Yeah, I know. I just didn't feel like downloading it. Um, so I I didn't I didn't actually find out. But what is it? Did you see any pictures? Yeah, it looks like it looks like it's like a tiny little board, and I guess mm-hmm. like you must move it around with your finger. What I'm guessing. This? What is this? A school for ants? <laughs> it has to be at least three times that size. I'm, I know I'm gonna get old the day when I quote Zoolander, and some person around me is like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> I'm waiting for that day to happen. Yeah, that's so funny. I love that. I think that um, Michael Jacob was talking about that the other day. He said he was (laughs) giving a seminar in Las Vegas and did some movie, you know, comparison. And he's like, all the young people in the room just looked at me like, like, what? What's Star Trek? This guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I think it's really funny, too. That's like when there's like a remake of a song and someone doesn't know that it's a remake of an older one. Yeah. I've done that before. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm like this new song and you're like, that's from my childhood. <laughs> yes, exactly. That did happen. And I'll never forget, I was driving down the road and a Bon Jovi song came on and I was singing it, you know, and Dane was in the back and he's like, how do you know that song? <laughs> and I was like, how do you know that song? <laughs> Where have you been? And, and he goes, Guitar Hero. And I was like, well, that's from my, that's my vintage. He's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> he was really kind of disappointed. Yeah. And he's like, shit, he thought, they were cool back then. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I remember like you hit a certain age when you're a child when you actually realize your parents existed before you. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, I like, I know that you existed before me. And the older you get, the more polarizing it is and the more your parents just become humans but when you're a kid they really do seem to know everything yeah they're like gods yeah they're like superhumans yeah. basically i remember i remember kind of thinking about that that's so funny that you say that because i had an actual thought about it as yeah a kid. <laughs> yeah when you like, realize your parents are human it's kind yeah. of a bummer you're like oh okay <laughs> shit's not as cool as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> and i'm a little scared now <laughs> yeah i'm like well if you don't know what you're doing and i don't know what i'm doing then we're both in danger <laughs> exactly so anyway i just thought i thought that was pretty pretty wild that we both had that same thought only it was a little different mine was like Wow, they're not as capable as I thought. <laughs> and yours was more like the disappointment of the time or whatever, you know. It's funny. Yeah, it's not like a specific. It's, it's just different. like, a, oh, okay. They can't make all the right decisions all the time. <laughs> the, the, the amazing part is that we got away with it for so many years. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. the cabal now. <laughs> yeah, kids aren't really paying attention. The, the veil's coming off, and the only way the veil comes off with better information, right? Here, fix your true, true. You have a loop. In your hair. True there you go. information. <laughs> Are you sure it's not one of my ethereal bubbles? From, <laughs> not from, a spirit. From the past. <laughs> Thanks for I'm going to contact the Ouija board about my flyaways. <laughs> <laughs> they do seem possessed sometimes. Yeah. I'm surprised Kevin didn't look it up, the Ouija board. Oh, I did a little bit. Oh, you did? I didn't actually go to the 
trouble to download it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely That's went a, and checked it out. Yeah, there's a couple of them. I was surprised at that as well. Yeah. Is there it was... weird that I genuinely don't want to download it because I'm like kind of creeped out? Yeah, I no. Mean, I, mean, I, I feel I, like there's just something wrong about that. Even I was like, totally uh, that's far enough. I don't need to invite yeah, that. I'm like, can I get Sage into my phone? <laughs> How would I, do I bring my phone to a priest? Like, hey, can you help me with my iPhone 10? <laughs> I'm not in possession. Yeah. Bless this for me. And I'm afraid. Is the father here? I need to speak to him. <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to jump. <laughs> Off of a building? Off of the phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like my phone? <laughs> it's going to kill itself? Oh, no. Become self-actualized? No, I mean, seriously, though. I mean, I'm going mean, to tell you how many there are. I'm going to look it up really quick. You can keep I mean, Siri, Siri basically is on the way to being a Ouija board, essentially. I think she could be treated like a Ouija board. Why do you think that? So there was one time when I was in Barcelona with... I went there with... Um, my roommates at the time, Devin and Shane, and we were, before our Airbnb was available, we had to stay one night in a hotel in Barcelona. And it was really funny because we were in like the the known gay area of Barcelona. Because you know like every city has like a gayborhood is what they're called. I hope that's not Yeah, it's, it's like Chinatown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like West Hollywood and um, LA is known for, to be like the gayborhood and stuff like that. But we were at, we were at this like, was, I don't know how to say it. it wasn't like a gay hotel but it was for gay men gay men couples to escape because like even like the brochure in the room is like men getting massaged by like three muscular mostly yeah. naked men and it's like all set up for gay couples like literally and it literally said straights welcome here and me and my roommate were both straight and we're not together we were just right. friends yeah like we were just separate beds and everything but it was really funny but um we were about to go to bed and our phones were on the table charging right and we were in in the separate beds and we were talking we were literally talking about ai and how it, there could be like an eventual takeover and then his phone <laughs> unprovoked starts talking to us from the other side of the room and i literally he's like, oh yeah it does that i was like what the fuck do you mean it does that this is an occurrence that happens i was like what maybe, kind he, of- had, maybe he had downloaded the ouija board i don't know what happened but literally neither of us were near the phone and it starts talking to us like the eventual future and i was like well, excuse me yeah yeah, it was weird. Paranormal is real, is real. So listen to this, guys. On the Ouija board, it says "Spirit Board, very scary game" in very parentheses. Scary game. And then so it's like um, dating me. And then there's another one that's the 3D Spirit Board. But guess what's underneath it? Ghost detectors talking to spirits. Charlie, Charlie, are you here? Yes or no? That's- I don't think I want Charlie to be here. <laughs> that one sounds super Anybody scary. with a first name twice is scary. And then there's one ghost talk where they text you. <laughs> That's if you're really lonely. The video call from the killer clown. <laughs> sounds kind of interesting. Um, seance, the entities. I always Wiccan, read seance the like... The Wiccan spirit board. Wait, I always read seance like Beyonce. Like seance? Yeah, <laughs> it does look it like that. like that. <laughs> um, and then let's see. Ghost hunting tools. Okay, that sounds fun. I could get down with that. Yeah, that sounds cool. It does? Y'all are just so... Ghost so hunting's kind of like campy. It's like corny. Yeah. Um, tarot pack cards. Ghost detector. Real ghost detector. Real, the there's other a one, fake one. <laughs> the other one wasn't for the real ghost. That was for the, and the, the Caspers. Like, they're on to us. The cartoon ghost. Now you have to make a real one. Yeah. Um, ghost radar. The Ouija 2D, 3D AR, which is a prank version. I don't even know what that means. Um, ghost ghost detector. Astrology and Ouija all in one. Ghost detector camera, ghost spirit scanner. It's like a radar machine. <laughs> um, let's see if there's anything else. Ouija board horror stories. Oh, that sounds fun. I wonder if there's like an EVP app. What's that? You guys don't know what that is? That's the ghost hunting thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Like the electronic voice phenomenon or whatever. Oh, okay. It's like recording room tone and like yeah. listening. You hear yeah, voices. Yeah, that's and stuff. scary. And you know how that started, from what I understand, was the person that started exploring it. Um, mm. It They were listening to their mothers or somebody who had died, um, their answering machine. And it was after she had died, they could hear her talking to her cats. Oh. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah, that's how spirits use like electronics to communicate. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of legit. Yeah. yeah. I like that she took care of her cats post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that the cats were there. That's dedication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
that's a good catalog. Yeah, that's, I, I just thought that was amazing. But, you know, that is true, Kevin, because um, one of my really good friends, um, when her son died of an overdose, he, um, he would talk to her, like, in the middle of the night with her phone purposely turned off. She turns it off every night. He would turn her phone on, and she couldn't turn it off. Like, literally could not turn it off. And then it came to a point where she knew it was him, like, you know, mm-hmm. and then she didn't want it to go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's so cute. But it happened, it happened for more than one time. It happened several times that first week. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also was able, she got a dream right before he died. She had a dream that he was in the hospital, but that he walked in. So, like, the, the version of him that had gone to heaven already walked in and she said it was the most beautiful version of her son that she had ever seen she said he was absolutely perfect and I kept going honey you look gorgeous and then I looked down at the one in the hospital and I was like what what's going on and he's like everything's gonna be okay mom everything's gonna be okay and how cool is that to get that a week before he dies it was wild and and that's eerie yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's really, it's a gift because, and it's funny, I was talking on a show and I was sharing something and then somebody confirmed that that is something that's real in in the spiritual world. And I, I kind of got creeped out about it because it was more dark and you know how I'm not like yeah. you. I was like, oh, that's kind of scary. And both of the people that were on the show with me said, no, it's good. It's like, it's God giving you warning so that when something scary does come, you've had a little bit of preparation for it. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of crazy games. Well, have There's you a seen- witch board, a haunted granny house board. <laughs> <laughs> have you? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, have you seen the video of these, it's like um, this man and his, it's like this family home and there's his daughters having a sleepover upstairs and they sound like they're like young like nine or ten years old and they were using the Ouija board and he's down in the basement cutting off the, <laughs> the electricity to their room <laughs> and you can you see him do it and you hear screw everyone's like ah! <laughs> from upstairs and you hear the sounds in the basement <laughs> I I love oh. dads I love people that do things like that like, I never think to mess with people I know I know I don't either like but people are so gullible your but. dad there was one time that your dad <laughs> went on the roof of the house while the boys were out playing basketball and he threw down like this huge chunk of like firecracker, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it like those boys were like wow, and you know he got some major cool points for that. But the that bad so part funny. was he started everybody onto the roof after that. Do you oh, remember yeah, how many parties the... you guys had? Yeah, up we luckily there? we had a very flat roof. It was a super flat, and roof. and there's like three levels of. But it's roof. still, if somebody fell oh, off, yeah. that would have been, been very bad. Yeah, yeah, not fun. But yeah, it was it, that. That's a good dad thing to do. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Throw firecrackers yeah, at our children. I could just be, oh, yeah, it was so much fun at Dane's house. It's dad threw firecrackers at us <laughs> while we were playing basketball. Fun. I remember the boys putting firecrackers in ant piles, too. Oh, that's. <laughs> I'm disappointed I never thought to do that now. Yeah, I was just going to say that sounds like the boys that I grew up yeah. with, like, for sure. Yeah, it's, I'm amazed at how many there are. It just goes on and on. Charlie, Charlie, jump scare. What's who's Charlie? Charlie? I don't Why know. Why is yeah, one Charlie? He's like mahi mahi. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Charlie. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it is. It, there's a talking uh, board also, so that's the last one, and then it starts going into weird emoji things, and yeah, that's about it. Spirit toy, pendulum charts. It gets into the whole witchcraft thing then. Yeah. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? I'm a good witch. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> Except in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a I'm an entity in the morning. You're like a, not little a good snow kind. owl that has its eyes closed. <laughs> a little snow owl that wants to be left alone. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm trying to learn how to not, how to be better, more pleasant in the mornings. Oh, you are? Would you like me to give you some lessons? No, I would not <laughs> like that at all. I think you would love I'm not it. trying to be an extrovert in the mornings. I'm just trying to be pleasant. <laughs> quiet, but pleasant. <laughs> You're not Like unpleasant. people are like, oh, she in the morning. You're usually just, just pleasant. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. I just hate when I think you are pleasant. I hate when people are super enthusiastic in the mornings. It could be the best morning of my life. And I, if someone could come at me with that type of energy, I'd be like, shut up. It's just too much. What it's if just, they said you won the lottery? I'd be like, okay. 
I'll be excited about that in about five minutes. <laughs> because, okay, so this is what I've been trying to do. There will be a delay. There will, yes, there is. It's, it's like there's live Carly and then there's live. <laughs> yes, that's because that's, it takes me, it takes me a second to process things. Like I've said this before, like especially like emotions or something, like um, it'll be like six months later. I'm like, oh, I am kind of upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll let it go. Yeah. But um, I do that with people too. Like sometimes I won't. Like some some people like I notice immediately that they're good looking, but there's genuinely people that are really good looking, and I didn't notice it till someone's like, "Oh, you hang out with them? They're so beautiful!" And I'm like, "Oh my oh, god, yeah. you're right, they are!" <laughs> like, and I just don't. In my mind, it just doesn't register sometimes. Well, and this is where you get mad at me because I'm always giving answers for 5D things, but I truly believe you were built not for the physical realm, and mm. it's I think a huge adjustment. To Sorry, you. I can't date you. I'm not built for the physical <laughs> realm. <laughs> Do you want to meet in the astral world? <laughs> Is there an app for that? <laughs> and, I'm, and I know you're 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 kidding, but yeah. but the thing is, is that if you're willing to embrace it. You might find that when you really unfold who you are at your deepest core, mm -hmm. which you might not know in, for six months now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What do you mean? I'm just saying because you said you had that delay. Oh, yeah. I do have um, a delay. But, but, but if you were to unfold her exactly the way she is, she's probably not very... 3d oriented as far as practical or mm -hmm. money or numbers or you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like she's more um able to like flow with what's going on in the world and understanding things like i think your gifts are so unusual and they're they're vast mm -hmm. yeah that could be it because there's some people i immediately notice that they're very good looking but <laughs> some people i just don't see it at first so <laughs> someone else points it out but also like with people's there's certain things i just don't pick up on but I think it's because there's very specific things that are very important to me. And those are the things I look for first. Right. So like when I first meet someone, it's like I have like a little running list. And it's like things about them that stand out to me. It's like I see it in my head, like go up on the little board. Yeah. And then I store it away. You got and a then, PowerPoint. Yes, I have, their, yes I, have their, <laughs> I have everyone in my brain that I know has a file. If you don't get a file, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about you. It means you didn't make an impression. Because if you're bad, you get a file. <laughs> and if you're good, you get a file. <laughs> No neutral files. No neutral files. Because I just don't have space for what that. What color are the files? Um, it's like they look like little whiteboards almost. Oh, okay. You know, what? but there's they go up in my head, and then there's the, the red writing. Like when someone says something really weird, and I'm like, "Mommy issues," and then I'm just, I circle it and I pin it, so I know later when they acting up, I'm like, "That's." So you have like your own little Pinterest in your mind. Guess of all the people. All the good. <laughs> no, you're like Santa Claus, naughty and nice. <laughs> yeah. Those are the only people you you register. Makes sense. Christmas is during crap corn season. <laughs> Which is a pagan holiday. Christmas really is has pagan roots. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. So does Easter? Is it, is it not? Is it not lying to children to raise them the first few years of their life? Is this to a question for me? Yes. As, as let me ask my mom. <laughs> it is a weird concept, though. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. I guess. Yeah. Let me ask my mom because I remember when you told me Santa wasn't real, and then when you're a kid, when you find out Santa isn't real, it it um it avalanches because you start to realize all the other the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. It takes. It's like a slow burn. It's like wait, wait, wait one of them's fake and it's like no 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 but not the tooth fairy <laughs> clearly that's plausible compared to <laughs> um, that's cute but i was thinking about that i was like it is strange yeah to it's not like the child it's not like you're letting it's not like a child who has an imaginary friend and you let them believe that right right it's like you present this story to the child and then you have to tell them it's not real it's like straight up lying and then <laughs> it's weird right and then going back on it <laughs> yeah but then like if you left him out of it i mean unless it's like you have if you're jewish or um yeah muslim or whatever you don't practice uh not practice who practices christmas gosh that sounds lame Sometimes. do you practice are you practicing christmas are you practicing holiday person um are you a holiday -in? are you a holiday -in? day in um, so so i can give you my yeah, answer to that your mommy it's answer. very similar to the sex question and that is when the child's old enough to ask then that's when they get the truth yeah and so sense. before that i think of it as the spirit of christmas you know mm -hmm. like we're doing this it's santa claus it's this it's that but when you ask me about sex and you're four years old like dane did <laughs> thanks to scorpio children <laughs> yeah, <no kidding. laughs> 
<laughs> Scorpio kids. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, and so, you know, thanks to 50 Cent, he's listening somewhere to 50 Cent and 50 Cent says something and he comes home and asks me something about oral sex. And I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> because I mean, to me, if they're old enough to put Comprehend. together the question, yeah. mm-hmm. then they're old enough to handle an elementary answer. You don't have to yeah. go into, you know, because a lot of times kids will be like, oh, you know. Yeah, they don't care. They have other things to do. Yeah. They're like, my friend down at the creek found a frog. I have to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And so anytime I've found that either one of you ever asked me a serious question like mm-hmm. that, that if I just gave a very short, very elementary, very simple answer, you're like, okay, and then you'd go run off and play. And that was as far as I had to go. Mm-hmm. But I've even had a friend of mine go, can you talk to my kid about this? Because <laughs> they asked me and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, here, here's a book. Yeah. <laughs> but the more inquisitive they are, and, and it's funny because did we already share about Dane's friend, how he didn't tell his mom the yes we did yeah and so that concept though of truth from the beginning really does create a beautiful relationship when your kids are older they're Mm -hmm. not afraid to tell you things or um I mean I I don't know about you because you're you're a little bit more private but you're also somebody that solves your own problems it's like oh my gosh yes it's a five thing I think on the Enneagram you've got so much it's a lifelong burden actually (laughs) I've noticed yeah (laughs) um but Dane's definitely more like he'll talk to me about anything and there's sometimes I'm like okay that's enough yeah (laughs) Yeah. he and Mac both I'm like okay I don't need to know more yeah you guys are telling me way too much information I am a private person because I mean I don't know why I just always have been and I don't like when people ask me certain questions I'm like why do you want to know that it's not any of your business but I'm not like I'm not secretive but I'm private like I'll talk about something I'm just not going to bring something up um and I think it's really important to have areas of your life that are so private because people just overshare and I think that's a lack of boundaries I just have really good boundaries but I do also solve my problems so by the way if I ever come to you with a problem please help me because I've tried everything yeah that's how I feel well I probably couldn't help then (laughs) I, I hate know, to I, I hate to well, depress you. Well, that's the thing you. I've always but realized that nobody can really help. You have to do something. Well, like I yeah. would love to hand it's off you. all of my problems. Yeah. Like I would do that if I could, but you can't do that. So what's the point no. in asking someone? Because it's just bringing them into well, it. Well, sometimes somebody can help you with um, yeah, reframing. It's logistical. Reframing, and and it's funny because I've talked to people about this because I had a client that and I don't mind working with two people in the same family but I'm not going to work with some guys I'm not going to work with mistress <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so I'm like you know That's I would fair. I would recommend that you send them to my daughter like mm. who else um nobody else <laughs> like I just think that you really do explore stuff from mm-hmm. so many angles sometimes angles that I wouldn't even explore mm-hmm. them from which I think is really cool the only thing I have is more like you know, more miles on the earth. Mm-hmm. So I've just experienced different things than, than you as far as business or, you know, whatever it is where, you know, you're just 23 years old. But 24. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, technically 25 I miss right because you gotta you gotta count the I'm nine, not 25 the nine months don't in, say that about me in, oh in my god vitro. that's so rude <laughs> I'm not 25 i don't know why i keep you i i have sustained you at 23 you're welcome i feel you I should feel accept that <laughs> i have accepted it you should never correct me if i'm wrong i <laughs> um what were you saying about right before we took got into my age Oh, just saying about how I trust you to handle your own problems. And I probably, there might be not much I can add other than I'm here, Mm -hmm. which I know you don't like. (laughs) You were also saying she's very analytical. Mm, Yes. Yeah, you're able to look at it from every different Mm -hmm. direction and directions that I haven't. Yeah, that's... That's like anytime, anytime I've had any problem, even if it's physical, because I don't like going to doctors, I'm like, I'll just figure this shit out myself. Yeah. And so, but I've always, I've always just self-researched everything yeah. it's never even crossed my mind to been like oh i should have called well you've even cured know. your cats or your cat yeah. <laughs> my cats i well, one of them has asthma and one of them has stomach problems and we're working through both of them <laughs> yes <laughs> they're kind of high maintenance which um <clears throat> not used to for cats cats usually don't need any help at all but but yeah i think you just like i, I think because of my intuitive eating journey 
when you start to like intuitively do one thing with your body, it kind of like yes. brings it full circle. Cause like intuitive working out is important too. Cause I used to always just push through cause I used to take like a million soul cycle classes, like sometimes multiple ones a day. Cause my friend was an instructor. So I got to go for free and those are expensive. So yeah. I never said no. Literally yeah. They're ever. like $35 a piece. Right. Yeah. And so, but mm-hmm. I remember even on days when I was like super, super, super tired and felt like doing something else, like mm-hmm. a, like a yoga or going for a walk, I would just push through it. And then that's what I got adrenal fatigue when I was 20, by the way, which is not fun. If your adrenals are fatigued, you can barely like, it's funny that I've always struggled with being tired. Um, but cause cardio, cardio, caffeine and flying, are three big things that can um, drain your, or uh, fatigue your adrenals, mm-hmm. which is like you need this to wake up in the morning and to do things. I would drink a large coffee and not feel anything. If I did that now, I'd literally have a heart attack. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much my, my body Because you haven't can... even been doing much caffeine at all. Oh, yeah, no. I can... Like, Olipop I'll drink, drinks. Yeah, I'll yeah. drink, like, a cup of tea. I talk right. a cup of green tea if I'm getting wild. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because I was taking 6 a.m. soul cycle classes, and I was drinking a giant, large... Um, like healthy energy drink with like 150 milligrams of caffeine first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Which oh will, yeah, no wonder you did that. Which will, but but now that it's um, but I say that all that to say that once you learn how to work out and to eat intuitively, you also kind of learn how to to a certain extent. Um, and if you're you you know if something's off with your body, right? Like I can just feel it, and I can kind of like feel what kind of like vitamins or minerals I need now as well. Like, wow! I'm like, oh, like That's I like so I'll cool. crave B12, which tastes disgusting, by the way. But like I'll crave it, and then I'm like, okay, I need that, or I need to go eat steak. And but it's um, it's a skill that I will because I'll go to doctors or talk to astrologists or whatever else I'll, I'll go I'll seek out all these people to try and help me and then I'll only find answers that I've already kind of found right <laughs> and I'm like oh I, I don't give myself enough credit for how much I do yeah but understand. that's part of the process because yes. yeah. you're refining it and you're realizing okay I tried going to a doctor yeah. that brought me exactly where I had gotten myself I tried doing this I liked it or I didn't like it mm-hmm. and that's how you start refining and, and perfecting the intuition mm-hmm. which is really I think if I had to pick one of the most valuable things that a person can find, um, use, and begin to perfect, um, that would be that would be it. Mm-hmm. Because that's the game changer. That's the thing that tells you where your soul is, and your soul knows everything, straight up, everything you need. Perfect, right? So do we have a non-current event for today? If you want to talk about it, we can. I would love to. I would love to. Um, it's called sin eating. <laughs> you just love the dark and twisty. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> in 1892, a folklorist named Edwin Sidney Hartland describes... The Sin Eaters of Wales. So this is a practice in Wales. Oh, that's kind of like J.K. Rowling. What are you talking like about? Like the Death Eaters? Death Eaters? I mean, no. I okay. don't do any of the similar things. Oh, but okay. It just has the name Eater in it. Okay, got um, it. But that could, hot dog eaters could also be, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it just sounds because they're both dark and twisty. Okay. Um, so when a person died, the friend sent for the Sin Eater of the district, who on his arrival placed a plate of salt on the breast of the defunct salt a piece of bread and then he muttered an incantation over the bread when he finally ate thereby eating up all the sins of the deceased and he would receive his fee and vanish as quickly as possible from the general gaze for it was believed that he was really appropriated to his own use and behoofed the sins of all those over whom he performed the above ceremony he was utterly detested in the neighborhood regarded as a mere pariah one irredeemably lost I'm like, now, from his perspective, he's like, I'm cashing checks every time someone dies. And then everyone leaves me alone. (laughs) Carly's like, I found my profession. (laughs) Okay, but this is interesting. So the practice of the sin eater becoming the town pariah is a rather harsh version of what other regions developed into a rather pleasant custom. So um, in the highlands of Bavaria, that sounds fun, windows would, or widows would prepare what they called leechen, I can't, like in noodling or something like that, which translates to corpse cakes. Um, but Google Translate translated it to dead body pasta. <laughs> 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 so like, it's supposed to mean corpse cakes, but the direct translation looks like dead body pasta, which makes you really laugh. Kind of makes sense. It's, that sounds right? like something, what's her name? Maria Abramovich. 
would dead body pasta yeah <laughs> um the body would be washed and prepared in the front room then the dough for the corpse cake or the dead body pasta was the dough was left there to rise and baked for the funeral guests the idea was the opposite of sin eating though so the belief is the dough had taken into itself all the virtues of the departed these oh. family loved ones would consume the cakes they took oh. to themselves all, so the they'd best, be the wind. all the best bits of the ones that they yeah, lost yeah they'd be like the wind beneath I think their that's wings really cute yeah that is i want i want dead body pasta at my funeral what that's what it's called corpse I, cakes okay well corpse cake i'm not gonna put dough on you so what you're gonna Why have not? to talk that's to one of your weird. friends uh, we'll talk <laughs> i don't know if i love you that much <laughs> i'll put it in my will but we definitely we definitely like the idea of eating a piece of the spirit of you that is the highest and best it's weird that they do that at church too communion when they when you drink the blood of Christ and it's grape juice and then you eat a cracker and it's his body. And I'm like, this is seems a little ritualistic pagan-ish to me. I had to me. do it my whole life. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, no, if you really it, think it about it. It is a ritual. It. You know that, yeah. right? And so what they're doing is they're taking bread, they're consecrating it, and they're turning it into the body of Christ. And so, and they are doing all kinds of Latin and incense. And I mean, it absolutely is a ritual. Um, yeah, it literally is a ritual. Yeah. And you are literally, I mean, it's, Catholic belief is you are literally consumed. It has been transformed into flesh and blood. Right. Well, and it's interesting, too, because people talk about witches, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but you think it's fine to go to the Catholic Church and participate in communion, right? Yes. Okay. Do you understand that they're doing They're drinking the blood of Christ. <laughs> At the body and the blood. Yes. The flesh and the blood. And so... Is it just Catholic? Because I remember doing no, that no, no, fellowship there's, church. There's a lot of Christian churches that do communion. Yeah. Catholics Absolutely. are the only ones who have the ritual actually the, transforming it. But yeah, communion is part of a lot of Christian okay. They do. That makes the, sense. They so, do yes. the it's ritual. It's more symbolic in other Christian Okay. Uh, and they do the ritual right there with everyone there. Whereas I think supposedly like if at Fellowship Church or wherever, it's already been consecrated. Yeah, I remember and, just like a basket of crackers being passed around. Yeah. Me being like, thank God I'm starving and bored. Yeah, it's like a little wafer or something. <laughs> yeah, like hell yeah. Got to think about that though growing up like, not to be disrespectful, because I don't practice Catholicism as an adult, but drinking out of the same cup is like they used 250 to. other people. Ooh. I did that all the time. They used to do that. That is weird. And it used to be real wine and not grape, mm -hmm. grape It was juice. real wine, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so interesting. I had no idea. I like yeah, they it. need to. I feel like they. I feel like church needs like a makeover. It's having one. I'm. Yeah. I'm personally doing <laughs> it myself. <laughs> Me and people like Jesse Zibodar. I think there's a lot of people online that are doing really great ministries mm -hmm. and really cool things that you can kind of pick and come and go as you please. And and then the key, I think, is just to be together as a body of Christ. You know, getting together with people who who believe similarly or who want to work in the same force, you know, for good mm -hmm. instead of for the nasty, nasty. Yeah, I never, the thing that I never really liked about church in general was the worship part of it. <gasps> Me I too. always, I mean, it, I mean, I didn't like it. I don't really like loud music in general. Or yeah, because like of you being all. deaf in one ear. Yeah, I just don't, I don't enjoy live music. Because yeah. when you're deaf, you, you hear sounds differently and the room sounds different and it's just like, it's you're just, it just makes me kind of anxious. I never really liked it. Yeah. And I always felt the pressure to put my hands up. And I'm like, if, you're not, if you don't feel like moved by God to put your hands up, you're supposed to keep your hands. I also wanted to sit down. I was like, yeah. why are we standing? I'm like, well, why can I worship while sitting? Yeah. I don't want to be forced to stand up. Now I feel the pressure to stand up. But if I'm sitting, everyone yeah, will you're look like, at me. I should be sleeping at home instead of being here at, at 9 a.m. Sunday, 9 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hear you. I also thought like the spirit of God to me, I feel like he wouldn't want to be worshipped. Is that is that wrong? Does God like being worshipped? Have anyone asked him? <laughs> I think it's... Like, wouldn't he rest, rather use that time to... I think it's just... Something, it, Wasn't I, Jesus a humble guy? Yeah. I think when... It's carpenter. When you think about what God is, it's pure light. Pure, mm -hmm. like, to the point where anyone that's ever been in the presence of a portion of God, they glow and, you know, their, their hair's on fire, or, you know, whatever it is. It's so overwhelming that people fall to the ground and, you know, mm -hmm. it's just so much love. Yeah, I um, felt that just never at church. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Also, but I feel like when you're sensitive to, to your surroundings, like I am, you, when you're, and when I'm in a room full of people, I'm so over, over stimulated by everything that I'm not even in tune with my own feelings. Does that make sense? Yes. But I think you're like a, I think you're a sentient, um, I think you're a sentient <laughs> empath where you actually feel things 
sometimes that people don't even know they're feeling. Yeah, you just pick up on it. It's yeah. just like hanging around and then your body yeah. zzz, picks up on it. And yes. then you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, do you want to hear my conspiracy theory about worship at church? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sure. It is that, so when you do things that get you in your right brain, music, art, dancing, mm-hmm. um, things that children would do, working out, yeah. things where you're not using your logical brain, Yeah. you're not using your logical brain. So before the sermon they're getting you into a space yes. of being more open to, cause you're not logistically thinking you're thinking from your creative. You're so th- it's a trick for acting. We use it in acting or I use in comedy. You do it before you write or before you perform because you want to be making decisions from your creative yeah. side. You don't want to be thinking logically. You want to be thinking creatively. Right. So I've always wondered that about churches if it's getting people to think more creatively and less logically, because if they're cynical about it, they can. Well, it's funny too, because I would have answered you different a year ago, Yeah. but I've learned so much and I I now absolutely believe that the church was holding back information Mm -hmm. from people. Um, And I don't think it's like this nefarious, like every pastor's in on it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not all the churches, but I think overall it's, it's become, um, I think we're just opening up and becoming, it's kind of like you as a little kid going, oh, my parents aren't that, you know. Mm-hmm. aren't that savvy um i think we're all starting to grow up as as people that are truly wanting to be followers of of the light um sharing the light loving other people caring about other people um but we are seeing that it's not necessarily the case in a lot of the big churches or mm-hmm. a lot of different sects that had, you know, satanic ritual abuse. And I mean, it's a completely different situation where there's a lot of underbelly that has gone on. Mm -hmm. That's just evil. Like true evil was attached to it. And it makes sense. Where would you go if you were Satan? You would try to charm the pastors, right? Mm -hmm. They're the most powerful ones that, you know, supposedly for the kingdom. But I I, I totally agree with you. I think it's going to shift and I'm excited about it. I think there's going to be a huge revival and people will actually really enjoy it rather than, you know, sit there and watch rituals and be bored. Yeah. And I I, worship thing is interesting because that's actually something that um, opens the gates of heaven. The the song and the sounds Mm -hmm. have something to do with um, and I think that going in, heading into the future, as people start learning more and more about sound and vibration, mm-hmm. they're going to start understanding the power of it that we're just beginning to tap into, mm-hmm. you know, with light therapies, sound therapies, you know, different things like that. Yeah. Do you remember when, um, cause you were talking about mega churches. Do you remember when there was the big, um, Hurricane Harvey, was that Houston? Yeah. It was Houston. Katrina. No, Hurricane Harvey. Harvey, oh, yeah. okay. It was in Houston, and, like, Joel Olstein like, didn't open his church to, like, all the people who were, like, dying in the streets. And then, like, this time around, like, enough people tweeted about it. And then, like, it's, like, him, and he, like, tweeted pictures of, like, his church, like, housing people during, like, the winter storm. And it's just, like, really funny. Because it's, like, you know he wouldn't have done that if he, he hadn't, hadn't gotten in trouble the last time. Yeah. But that's the, that's the beauty of the body. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, my ideal church doesn't have one guy in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, it has... Rotating. Yeah. Which is like a, so- a South Korean approach because that's... It they, is? I didn't know that. Um, I mean, that's I how it they, was mine. <laughs> I totally could be... I totally could be speaking... I totally could be fucking this up. But from what I understand is that a lot of their businesses... They, who's in charge rotates within the oh. I mean within the family but yeah, it will yeah. it'll rotate for a few years but what I think that's really smart think about it yeah you get different new energy perspective. perspectives yeah. yeah you reframe it and nobody can get too powerful and the thing is is it's kind of like I was talking to Carla about this yesterday on on the wilderness church which is my new channel on at Carmen Studer dot or Carmen Studer mm-hmm. on YouTube and we literally talked about this exact thing and how there's so many people that don't feel like they belong in church that that tells them that they're you know completely wrong wrong. and i think that there's not enough grace Mm -hmm. in churches because if we had more grace i think people would naturally come to wanting to be in the presence of the lord because they would see how much fun it is Mm -hmm. and then they would they would alter their lives based on those decisions not on somebody judging them yeah so there's a, there's a lot of shifts that need to happen, but I've always thought it would be really cool to rotate people and you would get different viewpoints. Yes, I think some people are absolutely gifted evangelists, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that another person isn't really informative and a great teacher in a different way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's like we were talking about how like um, 
in certain cities where there's too much of the same ideology, it creates chaos. It's like the same happens within a church as if, if you kind of need a diversity of beliefs within your church even. Otherwise, it's going to create a, a um, vacuum. It's not going to create fertile soil for people to right. grow from or grow into. It's just going to be the, the cult. A, yes, it's an echo. It is a cult, essentially, or echo chamber. Yeah. Um, I, was, I don't have a problem with the word cult. Yeah, me neither. Or conspiracy. Oh, lots of things are Because cults. think about it. A conspiracy is just people more than... People conspiring yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Two or more people, yeah. Right. And then so, yeah, I have conspiracies. <laughs> um, I have conspired. I was watching... Last night, I was watching a video uh, of Jordan Peterson talking to Camille Paglia. Have you ever watched any I of haven't. Her? I love her. She's awesome. She's so, like, passionate when she speaks and so eloquent. Do tell. What so is she? Smart. Is she a therapist? Is she... I think she's just an academic, intellectual... Oh, okay. Um, professor. I actually have no idea. Literally, I've just seen enough people talk about her that right. I looked for some of her videos. And she was talking about how when she, like in the like 76, she worked at some university. And when the presidents and the board members of that university started asserting too much power, the faculty like completely protested. She's like, we all protested. We ran everyone out of the board who was uh, not like, what's the word I'm looking for? Who is trying to overreach power yeah. and who wasn't there to truly support the blossoming of education, of education. and intellectualism. Yeah. And she was like, and uh, she basically was saying her protest like hasn't happened at that school since 1976. And she was like, and that happened everywhere. She's like, people rolled over and accepted and relished in their own slavery yeah. of thought because they were never, they never pushed against the overreaching powers. Yes. And then now all of the, the places it. that are supposed to be sanctuaries for, um, creativity and for intellectualism and academia have been overtaken by people in people power with ideology yes yeah. people with ideologies and people who have things to gain agendas from it. not it's not it's not the faculty it's not the students it's just the, the whoever people at the top yeah. yeah um but she was just and it was just so interesting because you i think people don't realize how much power that they have oh it's a fight for consciousness yeah. i mean we really are in the middle of a war for consciousness yeah but like, haven't we always been I think, no, I don't think it's kind of like the little kid. I, I think it's so brilliant. That's what we talked about in the beginning. It's truly like the little kid not realizing because the little kid doesn't have all the information. Mm -hmm. And now I think like the little kid, we're getting all the information because there's so many ways for us to communicate mm. that people who would never have talked to each other before are now giving each other information that is relevant to what's going on mm -hmm. for, for them or whatever it is. But I've always had a problem with it because I, I just from back in the day, I remember the only, the only big thing I remember about colleges having an issue is they really closed out Christianity. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, it's one thing to say, you know, I'm not going to, as a professor, speak about it, yeah. but it's another to tell a student that they can't write about it in the context of whatever the assignment was yeah. or to automatically get enough. And that was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would be, that's a really good, yeah, I need to check her out. Yeah, she's awesome. She's yeah. really cool. I was thinking about on the way here, <laughs> you know how I'm an aggressive driver, mm -hmm. just a little bit. Um, and so I always love, okay, get out of the left lane. If you are not actively passing somebody, mm -hmm. just pull over so that people who do want to go a little bit faster, it's not up to you. Yep. you they get yep. to, it totally reminds me of the masks. So like people are all like wearing the mask, you know, mm -hmm. oh, and they don't want to move over. And if they see you going fast in the fast lane without your mask, they're going to say something or block you or whatever. And I just was like, it's interesting that it shows up in other places, you know, that, that Spirit. whole, yeah, that mentality of compliance. Well, because it, it, it granted people power that they never had before. Because they never had the authority to look at someone and tell a them. A stranger. Yes. And to tell them what was wrong with them and to fix it. Or they're going to tell on you, like call the police, whatever. I don't know what you're yeah. going to do. But I gave people this sense of, it gave, <laughs> I saw this tweet and it was like, um, what are all the boring people who now see themselves as virtuous from not, doing everything right during the pandemic? It gave them this personality. Yeah. Like it literally gave people, and what it is, is just people just needed a purpose. They just happened to grab onto the first thing that came to them. But it, um, but I thought that phrasing was so um, humorous to me that yeah. it gave boring people virtue. Yeah. And I was like, that's so true because really nobody, nobody's good, nobody's bad. None of us are as virtuous or as evil as we, as like, we think. As yeah. we think you and know we all I mean? have evil in our yes. field. We've all done so many terrible things. Like it's just. Except you, right? Except for me. <laughs> I'm great. You can probably walk on water. Um, 
I was gonna tell a funny story. Please later, do. Right? About <laughs> do we have time? Oh, good. Yeah, we do. Um, I was gonna tell a funny story about um, jumping timelines. Oh, good. So I'm impressed that you do that. What do you mean? I love it. What do you mean? But this is years ago. You knew that I've we talked about it that day. The story I'm gonna tell. I just love hearing it. Um, I feel like you don't give. I always get sensitive when people are like, "Oh, I didn't know you did that." I'm like, "I've been doing this for years. <laughs> I've known this." Um, it's just like I don't think you called it that at the time. Yeah, I did. Oh, you I did. Called, yes. Okay. Literally, we were. It's what I've never known it as anything else. What else would it be called? Share the story first. So I had a. Um, but let's talk about what jumping timelines is, right? Okay. So there's an infinite amount of timelines existing. Parallel universes. Parallel yeah. universes, right? So it's like it's like the theory that if you crash your car on the way to work, you're missing. Or like the people who crashed their car on the way to the airport and missed 9-11 or whatever. Things like that. Like they were on it. That, sh- that event shifted them to a different timeline. So like if you're having a bad day, I think that... You're more likely to have a bad timeline. you're having a good timeline. day, yes, you're, you're more likely to end up on a bad timeline. So... um there's all these like meditations. I saw this one person on Instagram who like does timeline showers and then like, but they'd make it a meditation. And so they like say, I'm going into the shower. I'm going to step out. I'm going to be like in a new timeline, which I like the idea yeah. of that. Cause I like ritualistic. It's kind of like the Superman, you know, um, telephone box. Yes. Yes. You step out of it. So I had an audition and I didn't know, like, I mean, it was, it was two scenes and I knew the first scene barely, barely. And, um, I didn't really know my lines at all on the second scene. It was just was not prepared at all. Because, like, it's okay. It's not like you. It's okay to... Um, Would you just get it last minute or something? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't think I cared or... I don't know. I think I was just avoided it until the last minute. It was just like, oh, I'm just going to wing it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, But I... So so I just decided right before I was like, I'm just going to try and get on a really high timeline and then it's going to work itself out. So I just told myself, I was like, I'm just going to jump to a different timeline where this ends up well for me because there's no, I mean, it's in 10 minutes and there's no way out of this. Like yeah. I was like changing into my blouse in my car, like hope for the best. And then so I do it and um, I do the second scene and at the end you're supposed to like fake like um something's wrong with you like like yeah. appendix bursting or something you're like screaming but it's a prank right. but the people in the room no um like the people in the scene don't know that but like if you're reading the script or if you're watching the scene and you're casting for this movie you know that yeah so i get to that part and i'm like screaming and like pretending like i'm in pain and then like i forgot my line for a second <laughs> and my face will like look to the side and everyone just started dying laughing and they were like oh my god you got it there was nobody else coming in today understood that you're supposed to be like looking around and winking and seeing if people are getting it because you're supposed to like it was like this underlying nuance and they're like no one else got it they made it so serious and this is a comedy movie but you're supposed to like kind of look to the side I love it. and i was I like love the intention behind and the funny it part too. is i was so, so bad i was so bad I did such a bad job that they thought it was That it was good. awesome. That it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it truly, it's so funny because when you talk about like um, manifestation or jumping timelines or raising your vibe or getting to the, the your highest self, all those words are interchangeable for similar like modes of way of getting to that destination. But yep. it, what you don't realize is you're not going to control how it happens. Right. So it didn't remedy the fact that I felt unprepared. Right. It just remedied the outcome. Yes. Like I got the same outcome. Preach. However... I'm like, I would have rather have just been, if I spent more time with the script, I probably would have picked up on the fact that this is a comedy and I shouldn't be so serious. So serious. Yeah. Um, and so I broke character and then it ended up working out really well. But I thought I was laughing so hard and I totally just went with it. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, it's so funny. And nobody yeah. picked up on that. <laughs> I'm like, it's so obvious to me. Like, My guides told me to jump a timeline and here I yeah, am. Yeah, <laughs> so just, just made it just in time. I love it. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I like it because I always feel like if I'm in my best timeline, my children are in their best timeline. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes really important for me to be in that space. It, and it feels like I participate in your greatness. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the opposite. I feel like whenever I'm in a really good mood, everyone else around me is not having a good day. And I'm like, I can't share this with anyone. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm not on the, I always said I'm, I'm not on the same fun schedule as everyone else. Yeah. Like when everyone else is having such a fun time, I'm like, I literally can't talk to you right now. I'm so stressed. And then when I'm like having so much fun, everyone around me is such a bummer. And I'm like, what is, I need to get on the same fun schedule. So I'm going to go have fun by myself. <laughs> You're like, I know how to quantum jump timelines. Now I need to know how yeah. to go in other directions, like picking the emotional, you know, there's, there's a lot of things you can select. What do you mean? I'm, I'm saying it's not just up, you know, it could What's be. What's not up? 
just it's not up and down it's it could go any direction the timelines it's not just up in frequency it's also intention and you know a lot of other things that you can work with Mm -hmm. yeah but you can't bring someone else with you on the timeline i feel like i do i mean i do i really don't think i don't think you can I, I think that you can be around someone and influence them, but I don't. And I think that they can join you on that timeline. But if someone's in a really bad space and you're in a really good space, you are not going to be creating the same things. I think over time. Oh, no. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I see what you're saying. Yes, it's yeah, impossible. If, if they're not on your fun schedule, yeah. you have to schedule a new day. <laughs> yeah, they're, it's impossible, actually. For Yeah, you're going to have to be by yourself on that day. <laughs> it's okay. Or find new friends. Um, new family, new friends, whatever do, it is. Do you want to go to our last segment? Sure. We don't really have a name for it. Wait, wait a second. The did you read a book this week segment? Um, did, did you read a book? This week? <laughs> I think we need to think of a better name. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. What if you didn't read a book? I did, but what'd you read? Um, I, ha- I have to pull up. I forgot the name of it. Vibrational medicine, I think, is the name of it. Hold on. Yes, exploring. Did you listen to the book? Or did you read it? Yes. You think that's cheating, but I listen. I don't twice. think it's cheating. I think it's different, and I think there needs to be a clarification. I know we already discussed this on this on the podcast. I know, just for anyone who's new here. Yes, I am an elitist <laughs> and believe that. Well, I just believe, and I don't think you absorb the information better. I think listening is just as efficient. But it's you're earning. It's a it. different time. It takes more time yes. to read the book oh, than it does. That's to, why yeah. I don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Same here. But I did listen to it twice, yeah. and I'll I'll give you like I think the coolest story from it okay um first of all like he goes through all of the different bodies so you've got the physical body the causal body the ethereal body you know the mental the emotional and it breaks them down biologically but he was saying that what we're discovering is that the human body is very very similar to a computer Mm -hmm. and that it's information so even when you drop um endorphins for instance, what those chemicals do is give your biology different information Mm -hmm. so then it changes the physiology. Um, and I thought that was so happy. People don't kill their husbands. I know it's really Legally cool. blonde told us. (laughs) And then, um, and then the other thing that I thought was really cool, they did an experiment with leaves and they took a leave and they put it in one of those Russian, um, cameras where they can see the energy, right? And then they cut off the top third of the leaf and then pulled that piece away and the energy was still there, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like how people, phantom limbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought that was so fascinating. And and they believe, they don't know yet, but they believe it might have something to do with how it could regenerate if we knew how to use those photons mm-hmm. to recreate or regenerate that piece that is missing. Mm-hmm. Kind of the way, you know, lizards, lizards like do. And I'm speaking from my point of view there. Like, you know, th- th- that's just my opinion of where they were going with it. But I just think it was so cool. Um, what they're going to be able to do with vibrational medicine. And that's what got me into, okay, I need to buy some of those tuning forks. So mm-hmm. we've got tuning forks on the way. <laughs> I bought um, the ethereal colored ones and then the energetic ones. Mm-hmm. But they have brain ones. They have pineal gland ones. They have all these really cool um, tones that really assist you and how you feel and there's it's like the wild west right now because there's so much unknown that we can play with it and they were they might find that a certain tone actually heals a certain thing but they mm-hmm. just don't know yet because people are just starting in on this so it was really i highly recommend it to anyone that's interested What's in it called? it's called um exploring vibrational medicine from richard gerber that's cool. And I got it from, I was listening to Mark Atwood. Um, I love his channel. And he always has really different, unique things on there. And so um, he had a gentleman that was saying, if you had interest in vibrational energy, you know, those types of things that you would really enjoy this book. And so that's why I bought it and downloaded it. That's awesome. Read it twice. Listen, Listen to, to it, it twice. twice. <laughs> Propaganda. Um <laughs> What was I going to say about endorphins is I, I'm becoming one of those people that has to work out to maintain a good mood and it's terrible. 
I would love to just work out because I want to like improve my body or like have a nice time. But now I'm like, I'm going to be insufferable unless I <laughs> go do cardio. But that's part of what he was talking about. Because mm-hmm, it does change you. Is yeah. literally there's something, there's some information that your body's getting that mm-hmm. is wrong. And he was saying that it could be mental information. It could be um, emotional information. It could be different we have not just an electric system in our body Mm -hmm. but we have a photo light system Mm -hmm. and so it's just really cool when you think about it and they were talking about color therapy they were talking about because color each color has a different Mm -hmm. vibration and that's why a lot of times when i'm you know guiding someone through a meditation I'll actually have them select a color that their mm-hmm. body feels they need. Well, yeah, and I'll chakras. even have like some really colors. like hard ass like, you know, SWAT guy or somebody that I'm talking to and he's like, God, I picked the color purple. I don't even like the color purple. Like people are so weird about it. Who why cares? did that happen? But I mean just a, just Yeah, but it's just like it's obviously trivial. his body needed it. Well yeah, because your chakras, there's seven different colors. Yeah. So that's then that's how you oh, know. Oh, and that was another thing is. that they talked about that was so cool is they 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 put in like a PET scan dye into people Mm -hmm. and they started using acupuncture meridians in that area. And what was so cool is they verified in France that those meridians are absolutely there based on when they put it there, the exact reaction that they got from the dye was what they expected based on the Chinese meridians, which is really cool and if they twisted it a certain way it would go a different direction yeah oh yeah lots of people swear by acupuncture yeah that'd be freaking i've never tried it yeah i tried it just to see how it would feel but um the needles do kind of freak me out yeah it is weird it's nice i think it helped but it wasn't like life-changing i think if i did it more often yeah i I would think you might want to do it more than once to really kind of make that decision but how about you did you read anything actually read not listen to um impress us this is is a book i read last month if that counts yeah absolutely i read anatomy of the state by murray rothbard and it's um it's explains what the state is and what it is not and it shows how the state as an institution violates our rights and basically just um i like it and how it's not it's how it's not an honest and moral and how it operates under under false um pretenses and pretenses and things like that but it it, didn't because it just talked about the government and how like if you stole from the government it's a bigger punishment than if you stole from your neighbor and it just talks about how um how a state comes in and takes over basically right so it's like libertarian 1975 literature. The yeah. guy, the person who wrote it is like known. What was right your, here. what was your favorite thing that you learned from it? I, I don't do favorites. Okay. I know. <laughs> you always I always ask know. me this. You're but always like, what, what was your favorite well, thing today? Not Who's favorite, your favorite? But I'm like, what, I don't what, know. What, what highlight? Was there something I, that was totally new to you? pages. So just read the whole thing. The whole thing's new to me. I okay. mean, I literally never read about the anatomy of And so state. I didn't mean favorite, but I just meant like, was there new news to you? Because like, honestly, when I read this guy's book, a lot of it was stuff that I had already read in the energy experiments or similar similar books um, that Gary Schwartz had put out. Um, but, but that leaf thing, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like it really did explain, like if somebody has a photo body, you know, or photoplasmin or whatever it is that's that's holding together in that same area, even when it's gone. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. So nothing that stood out. You, I, I mean, I literally don't even know anything about how states work before. So yeah. I can't be like, oh, this part was really cool. It's not yeah. like something I enjoyed reading. It's just informational. Right. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, wow, I can't wait to read how the state enforces property owners. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't get off on that. Like I was literally just, I do things to, I don't do things because I enjoy them. I, I want to understand this. And I think that everyone should understand how the state operates. Yeah. So I'm doing my civic duty. It's not very fun. <laughs> I don't have favorites. I don't have cute tidbits from it. <laughs> Only nightmares of the future from an encroaching state. Yeah. Shout out to Texas though. People that like to control. It's Everyone's jealous of our maskless life here. It's so I nice. I know. It is nice. It's very nice. I have only had like, I think two that, or maybe it was one. I know for sure one, and I was going to dog them on here, but I don't. Oh, can I just share one other thing before yeah, we go? Sure. So we we had a comment from this really, really adorable human. Her name is Ambly, Ambie, 
Ambie Lee, and she was she said something really nice. So I just checked out her channel and I couldn't stop watching it because <laughs> she was pulling out this really cute little package. And the first thing she started with was chapstick. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and she was saying that her mom makes it and she puts That's a little so tint cool. in it and she loves it. She goes, I am so picky about chapstick. Me too. And she goes, usually it makes your, your lips worse, which is exactly what you say. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I must know, like, is your Etsy channel, you know, ready yet? Because um, I saw somewhere else that it wasn't ready yet. And she's like, yes, it is. And it's Ambly. No, I'm sorry. Ambly. So it's A-M-B-E-E-L-E-E -E -E and then V-I-B-Z-Z-Z-Z. And she has all of these really cute, like, honey soaps and everything's like honey Oh, that's cool. Honey wax. Um, beeswax. Beeswax, mm -hmm. yeah. And so I just wanted to share that. And she was so sweet. She said she's going to send you some. Oh, yay. <laughs> so, I love chapstick. I'm I know. so excited. And so I was like, I got to talk about it on the show so that she gets to see that yeah, if, she, bring if she watches. And then I told her I would bring it on and, and show people. Cool. Awesome. So we have our first non-sponsor. <laughs> I guess it's kind of a sponsor. Well, yeah, she's she's given to, uh, to us for free. I'm very excited. Yeah. So I thought that was exciting. Keep our lips so luscious. Yeah. All right, everybody. Stay, Stay suspicious. suspicious. Stay suspicious. <laughs>